Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gamblernet in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into this week's edition of the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. Today is Wednesday, September 27th, 2023. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. Not a member of that site, now is a perfect time to jump on board. $1 for the first month for new subscribers or take advantage of that annual 50% off an annual. And, and go ahead and lock it in for the year at a really low price. I think it's like 50 bucks or something like that. Uh, joined as I always am, always, when there he's here. Go. When he's here, he's always here. <laughs> Mr. J-Head, how about you, big dog? How about you, brother? How you doing today? Fairly well, man. I, I'm, I'm excited about this week coming up. This weekend is a big one for Auburn, for us, uh, for the fans, for everybody. And Auburn versus Georgia, 230 CBS game. Going to be a lot of excitement. The number one team in the country. Nothing to lose here for Auburn. Uh, it's going to be a big one. We will uh, we will get to that. For for those uh, wondering, Mr. Cole Pinkston will join us here shortly. He is on assignment for we don't know. It's a secret assignment. Got to keep yeah. that down long. Uh, listen, I'm sitting here. I'm talking to you, and I'm just smiling because I got my bird dogs on. Got my bird dogs on. If you don't, folks, you're missing out. <clears throat> go get you some bird dogs. Join me. I got the underwear. If I don't have the underwear, I got the shorts. If I don't have the shorts, I got the pants, son. And I got the polo. Go now to uh, birddogs.com slash Auburn, A-U-B-U-R-N, to get a free Hydro Flask style bird dog. You see what I'm saying? Look bird at dog. That. Look at that big dog. Get you a bird dog for your bird, big dog. 
Uh, let's see. And let me, let me tell you why they're so comfortable, folks. If you own a pair, if you try to pair on, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't, listen, I would have been, like, very skeptical, right? I, I mean, you know, what's the big deal? I got my AM1 from Sam's, my, my, my underwear from Sam's, my AM1s. I don't need no bird dogs. I try them, all right? Bird dogs, first of all, they make you look good. I mean, look at me. You can't even see my bird dogs. I look good. Bird dogs, they stretch. Khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you that truly sculpted look. Look, I even got a tramp stamp on me. I thought I was kidding about them and ones. Uh, and listen, you've seen Lululemon in the news for all the wrong reasons? Yeah, I hate to see that too. But bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix that issue by inventing the cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get that slimmer fit. Mm. Get you some bird dogs. Dirt. Go to www.birddogs.com slash Auburn, all caps. Get you this bird dogs hydro flask style mug and get you some of the best fitting, filling underwear, shorts, pants, polos that you'll ever have. Whatever you want, big, big dog. Get you some. Bird dogs for the big dogs. All right. We mentioned earlier this week, uh, we mentioned earlier in the show, that this week Auburn will be hosting number one Georgia, unless you've been living under a rock. You already knew that. You may not know. My God, I'm out of breath. Just from, like, standing up. Whoo, that's bad, isn't it? <laughs> I've been walking, too. Hey, walking look, too I, mean, I can tell, man. The Facebook's thinner. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You didn't know this, but it's, just, it's the bird dog. That's what they do for you. Man. I'm telling you, that slim look. Slim foot, slim fit. Uh, got a bunch of, of visitors coming in to Auburn. As of right now, we have confirmed seven official visitors. Yes. Um, in addition, well, I just confirmed the other day, we'll get to the basketball too. Well, let me hit the basketball real quick. Bruce Pearl and them started practice on Tuesday. The season has officially begun. Uh, they've got two official visitors coming in this weekend, uh, 2025 five-star shooting guard Jalen Harrelson, 2025 four-star shooting guard Jeremiah Green. Both of those guys will be in for official visits. Harrelson is ranked the number five overall player in the country. Uh, he is a big dog. Jeremiah Green, number 51 overall. Um, another guy, Malik Thomas, he's a five-star in the 2025 class. He was scheduled to come in. He has postponed. He will come at a later date. Some people go, oh, he won't never come back. If you'll remember Bryson Tiller two weeks ago, who's a five-star in the 2025 class, he was scheduled to come, and he had to postpone. Well, he's coming back this weekend on unofficial visit. He's the number, uh, what do I have here, number six overall player in the country. Mm. I think Auburn has the number five, number six. Uh, both of those players are coming in. And then, of course, one of my favorites, Tahad Pettiford. Um, I think he is a five-star on rivals. He should be a five-star across the board. Dude can sl uh, sling it. He can sling it, yeah. He can sling it in the net. Yes. Um, also, Simon Walker, I'm a big fan of. In-state kid, uh, 2025 kid, can shoot the lights out, came to camp this summer, really, really showed out with his shooting, kind of a Scott, Scotty Pullman. Um, what am I trying to say? Scotty Pullman vibe? I mean, what, what, what? I would equate more, actually, to the young man that we had a few years ago, you know, that transferred out. Was Scotty a, a point guard? He was a two. He was well, a are you talking about Justin? Yeah. Oh, you know what? He looks a lot similar, doesn't he? He does. Built a lot similar. The game is similar. And look, Justin could play. They, yeah. That was never an issue as far Bruce as. Bruce loved him, too. 
absolutely good kid. He just, you know, it just didn't work out for him in Auburn. But Bruce loves shooters. This is a kid that can absolutely stroke it. Underrated, in my honest opinion. I've watched a lot of him. So that's, to me, if you can get that one committed. And he's a 2025 kid as well. That's not one to turn your nose up at just because you've got these other guys coming in. I promise you that. Jay, he shot almost 50% from the floor last year for Pro 1 in the AAU circuit. He shot 36% from behind the three-point strike, 13 points. Um, he, he, he's a bucket, as they say. There really go. good kid. Um, so Simon Walker, Tahad Pettiford. Uh, I think Tahad Pettiford is the only 2024 guy. Everybody else is 2025. So uh, be curious to see how these guys' the visits go. And we'll have all the coverage we can at Auburn Live on three. As far as football goes, we've confirmed seven official visitors so far. As far as I know, as of Wednesday, these guys still plan to come. Uh, you've got K.J. Bolden, the five-star that's committed to Florida State. He'll be in. He was at Georgia last weekend. He's coming into Auburn this weekend. If you'll remember, the before he visited, uh, before he committed, he attended Big Cat weekend. Yes. Um, and so, you know, Auburn felt pretty good about their chances going into that commitment. Florida State obviously uh, ended up winning out, but uh, he's coming to Auburn. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Another guy committed elsewhere, Jeremiah Beeman, the four-star Alabama commitment. He's coming down from Birmingham uh, for Parker High School. A couple of his uh, um, underage, underage, underclassmen teammates are coming as well. Four-star Jordan Crawford, and then the five-star Naeem Offord. Both of those guys, according to our Cole Pinkston, will be on unofficial visits. A couple of commitments, actually more than a couple, three commitments. Joseph Phillips, yes, big dog linebacker from Tuskegee, is coming in. Walker White, who had a fantastic game this past weekend as they blasted Pulaski Academy, Little Rock Christian did. Uh, he's coming down for his official visit. D'Angelo Barber's coming over from Clay Chalkboard for his official visit. And listen, Jay Head, these two next guys are the ones I might be more curious to hear from. Uh, your, your main man, Laquan Robinson, the JUCO safety, originally from Greenville, Alabama, is coming for his official visit. And then Favor Edwin, the big, raw, but dog offensive tackle, Favor Edwin from uh, Eagles Landing coming over what do you think about those that list of visitors or jn love that list of visitors it's a nice blend of already committed prospects a commitment a, a prospect that you're trying to flip and then two guys to me that are in positions of need in this class mm. look we kind of saw what happened when auburn got down a couple of guys in the back end we gave up that seven ball at texas a&m that was an absolute backbreaker laquan robinson is a guy that can come in and be in your two deep right away and to me, that makes him a very important part of this class. Um, should you be able to get him committed? Obviously, offensive line, we've got one commitment right now. And that one commitment is going to be visiting Texas. And I'm not saying that he's flipping to Texas. I'm just saying that you need to make sure that you have more than one offensive line commitment in your class. Favorite Edwin's a good one. He's raw. But all the clay's there. So if you can make a move this weekend, that'd be a really great pickup for this team. You mentioned it. we got to mention DeAndre Carter. The uh, the only, the lone offensive line commitment for Auburn is going to Texas for an official visit this weekend. Um, I, I think we've reported this before, but this is a visit he had set up before his commitment. He is upholding him of the bar. He gave Texas his word. He would still visit them, and he is. Now, uh, behind the scenes, uh, his him and his family have, have, have been talking, communicating openly and freely with Auburn about this visit. They have assured them that – they're honoring their word that they still feel very good about Auburn. 
it's ain't all the right things. Uh, but as I've said many times, and I'm sure I'm not the only one saying this, but anytime you've got a commitment visiting another school, especially an official visit, there's some, there's room for worry, room for some type of concern. Maybe more so for other. I'm not Florida State. I'm not freaking out because KJ Bolden's visiting Auburn. Right. It, you know, that's probably about the same level of concern I have with Texas okay. uh, and DeAndre Carter. I, I don't get the sense, even though they've got his five-star teammate committed, and even Brandon though – Baker. Yeah, I, I'm not exactly sure. Baker, I think, is his last name. Right. Um, I think Auburn's done what it needed to do to get this young man's commitment. I don't get the feeling that he's looking to flip, but you're right. He's visiting. If he's visiting, that means he's listening. And if he's listening, that means that there's an opportunity there. So if I'm on a scale of 1 to 10, putting my concern level out there, let's give it a 5. We're probably at about a 5, maybe a 4. You know. I hear you. We'll see where it comes out of that visit. I think that's fair. That's about where I am, too. Well, if you consider that a coin flip, I don't consider that a coin flip. I hear you, man. I hear what you're saying. I, if, if coin flip to me is are we at a seven, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not there. I'm not way on the other end of it. Maybe closer to, say, let's go four or three. You know what I mean? We're, we're underneath the coin flip for sure. If And if I were doing percentages on hot board percentages with this, I would say I still have an 80% confidence level that DeAndre Carter sticks with Auburn after this visit. We'll see, though. Who knows? Um uh, I, I think it's worth also talking about Jalewis Solomon. Yes. Jalewis Solomon, the four-star defensive back commitment. Actually, he's an athlete, man. He's from Sly County, Georgia. If y'all will remember his commitment, if you were on the corner that day, man, there was some flip-flop going on, big dog. It was, he woke up. He was going to South Carolina. He was locked in. The edits were made. The quotes were put on pictures. They were ready to go. And then he changed his mind mid-morning. He was coming to Auburn. And about 30 minutes before he was to go live with his commitment, he switched back to South Carolina. And then at time when it was time to announce, his family was running late. And an hour later, he flipped back and committed to Auburn. It was just one of those deals. And we've been saying, Jay Head, you, Cole, and I both, all three, have been saying if there's one to keep an eye on, if there's a commitment to keep an eye on, he's the one. And that's because he was just so flip-floppy uh, on, on the day of his commitment. Probably one of those guys who could have waited. And before he before he made that decision, but that's just how things are now. Now the reason we're bringing him up is because he's kind of posted some vague, sent out some vague red flags, if you will, right. on Twitter, on X, whatever they call it. He, I think he posted something like "not over yet," or which could mean the date that he was on that night. I don't know, but uh, there was a haste faucet. It's the commitment season, and he liked it. Was he talking about? Uh, Auburn flipping somebody? Was he talking about him? But, again, red flags if you're an Auburn fan. Right. Things you're paying attention to anyway that are catching your right. attention. Whether it means anything or Noteworthy. not. Noteworthy. Yeah. Noteworthy. There you go. I, and that might be it. It's just it's worth mentioning, and that's why we're mentioning it. Right. We, it's worth mentioning in that this is recruiting. Everything is always fluid. Do we anticipate anything happening soon? Not at all. I, I haven't heard, I haven't heard anything that makes me think to Lewis Solomon is considering a flip to South Carolina. Is there the potential there that that could happen? Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely there is. And, look, South Carolina hasn't left that recruitment. There are other people still trying to get bites at the apple as far as that young man is concerned. He's having a hell of a senior season. 
So there are other people that have noticed what Auburn was able to notice earlier this summer when they had him in for that seven-on-seven camp. He was the MVP and put on one of the better performances Mm. the coaching staff has seen in person. So understand that this is big dog recruiting, and when you've got kids like him committed, there are going to be other teams that are going to come after him. Doesn't mean that this coaching staff is worried about it. Doesn't mean that they're not worried about it either, and they're not doing everything they can to keep this young man in the class. So I'm with you. It's something worth monitoring. Including, listen, he's listed as a DB commitment, but he really should be an athlete commitment. This kid can play wide receiver if you've been following his senior season in the commit tracker. Dude is just having a ball on offense. And listen, some people I've spoke to uh, in and around his recruitment on the Auburn side have not um, in concrete he, – he's playing defensive back. Man, if, if, if he wants a shot at wide receiver, he will certainly get a shot at wide receiver. He's proved that he's good enough to play at this next level. Uh, so, like I said, he's listed as a DB commitment, probably more of an athlete if you wanted to be more fair. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, speaking of wide receivers, I think a couple of uh, noteworthy wide receiver recruits for this weekend. Uh, I think I reported back on Sunday, Cam Coleman was coming in for an unofficial visit and he is now going to are expected to go to Colorado for an official visit. That was followed soon after by the news that Nye Carr has been has decommitted from Georgia. And according to my sources, he is expected to visit Auburn on Saturday. Jay Head, what are you uh the Nye Carr news to me is, is is bigger. I mean, I think Cam's gonna you know, it's not like, oh, he's picking Colorado over Auburn. He's going to see Colorado, USC, a lot of folks are going. Uh he can come to Auburn for the Ole Miss game, Mississippi State game, the Iron Bowl, and I would expect him to be at least one of those, if not two of those games. Uh, and maybe, again, any other time. He can be here in 35 minutes. Night Carr, what do you think about him, Jay? Have you done any research? I've been I've been snooping. I've been snooping. Um, I think the the door is open there. Do Would I consider us the favorite? No, I wouldn't. I, I think it's a very – even three-team race right now with Auburn, FSU, and Miami. Those are the three teams that I've heard the most about at this point. And, look, it's not out of the realm of possibility for Georgia to get back into it and get him recommitted. So definitely Nikar is more interesting to me. Not exactly sure. You know, on Cam, you're right. He's 45 minutes away, 30 minutes away, whatever it is. Depending on traffic. Right, depending on traffic. Um, especially game day traffic, you can get him back in anytime you want, and they probably will. And I posted the other day it's probably for the best, and I didn't mean that in a way that it was derogatory about the young man. It's more about, look, we've already got prospects for me that we're trying to pour attention into. When you have games like this, there's only so much you can put into prospects. So it's good to get that spread out sometimes. That's what I was intending to say. So it's not that I'm, you know what I mean, in any way, shape, form, or fashion trying to take a shot at Cam Coleman. It's more that we're able to devote more attention into Nikar and other players that are going to be there um, that we have an opportunity to land in this class. What even goes so far as to say, I mean, he's one of those guys. I mean, obviously you want him. He, he, I, I would be absolutely surprised and shocked if Cam Coleman was not at the Iron Bowl. And until then, he's one of those guys. If I'm Auburn, I might try to get him up there on a Wednesday afternoon. Yes. Come up here and watch practice. And then let's go sit in the meeting room and and, and, and let me give you 100% of my time. 
and then come back for the Iron Bowl and just and get your get your feel. Uh, so I, th- that would be that's when I, when I read your post. That's exactly kind of what I took from it. That's not a bad deal. That's not a bad. That's not, that's not a bad uh, uh, viewpoint as far as I'm concerned. Sorry, I was reading Zach, which has a great great question here. Zach in the back says, "How would y'all uh, compare Nykar to Cam Coleman as a prospect? Are they two different ones, Jay Head? They both can play outside receiver. I think there's more versatility to Nykar's game where he could be an outside guy. He could be inside. He's probably a Z on the outside, um, and then obviously he's a slot. Cam, to me, is an X, you know what I mean, all the way. He's that outside guy. Um, and a good compliment to what you've already got in this class. I think both these guys are really great. Uh, Nye's better in space, in my opinion. Probably got a yeah. better first. Cam's bigger, longer, that more prototypical wide receiver that Hugh has recruited in the past. Both of these guys elevate the floor greatly in your wide receiver room and would be fantastic pickups, one or both. Mm. So to me, it, it, it's irrelevant. If you can get either or both, do it. Right. Do it today. Yeah, it's not like two guys are vying for one spot. These are two, two, two different receivers that bring two different facets to the game. Uh, Nikar, I, he, he's a lot more elusive than I thought. I've caught some video of him on Twitter and, and, and some of his highlights from the senior season. He's he's pretty elusive. He's pretty twitchy. Very twitchy. Uh, very twitchy, very good in space, very yeah. good with the ball in his hands. You know, they are players that have the ability to make cuts in open space that you don't, you know, that not all players can make. I mean, and I think you see that on our present roster right now. you got a couple guys like Jay Fair that can make plays in space. And then some others that just, you know, they're more not as much of a catch after the – excuse me, I run after the catch threat. Just they don't have that in their game. So it's good to have versatility within your wide receiver core and guys that can do a multitude of different things. These guys are not visiting, but it's very newsworthy. We talked last week about keeping an eye on some JUCOs, the JUCO, uh, the JUCO world. They've now had four or five games, and this is when – you know, the evaluations for these guys really heat up. And we've seen Auburn extend three offers I think we are aware of. Uh, Brian Taylor, the defensive tackle from Blinn, who we were kind of expecting that him and Dylan Wade go back to high school, childhood friends, uh, Florida, uh, Georgia. A lot of people have offered this kid. I think, was it 24-7 has him the number or Twenty four seven has him as the number twelve player in the country in the JUCO ranks, and I think it's the number two defensive lineman. Uh, another one, Kamari Copeland. Uh, Auburn offered another junior college defense defensive tackle to uh, Kamari Copeland. I've been uh, messaging with him. I hope to have more uh, on him. Also, Javon Javon Richardson, offensive tackle. Uh, I can't remember where he's from, but there there were three offers uh, offers out to JUCOs all on the line. Two defensive tackles and a offensive lineman, and then I tell you what, man, I've been uh, keeping my eye on this kid right here. And as a matter of fact, who is it? Uh, I think it was SEC recruiting news on the corner had mentioned this guy this morning, and I started yes. doing some snooping. His his name is Jaden Hamlin. He is from Valley, Alabama, and he's now at Southwest Mississippi Community College. Mm-hmm. And he is a definitely a guy to keep an eye on. If I'm not mistaken, he might be the number one defensive lineman in the country. According to 24-7 right now is the only people with uh, junior college rankings. He's the number nine overall, Jay head number one defensive tackle in the junior college ranks, if I'm reading the rankings correctly. I believe that you are, my man. I'm looking at it right now to confirm. But he's been, he has been um, 
communicating heavily with uh, <clears throat> Von Williams, uh, the, as, well as, Jer- as well as Jeremy Garrett. So there are at least three, Brian Taylor, Kamari Copeland, Jaden Hamlin, three junior, co- junior college defensive linemen, uh, all with kind of ties to Auburn. Uh, uh, Kamari Copeland, there was a – maybe he's the only one who didn't. But Jaden Hamlin is from Valley, and then Brian Taylor has the connection with Dylan Wade. Haven't heard much or learned much on Javen Richardson, the uh, the offensive tackle, but uh, certainly we'll be doing some more. Jay, Ed, we talked a little bit about the sh- before the show. We've seen these offensive line, defensive line offers go out. You wouldn't be surprised to see maybe Auburn test the uh, wide receiver market. I would not. And, look, I, I think that's more of an exploratory situation where they're about yeah. a handful of guys and trying to figure out, where do they stand with some of these high school prospects? And that, hey, look, if there's some talented junior college guys that are out there that we can go get that impact this room right away, I think that's something they're interested in. Now, my guess is if there's going to be an offer, it's going to come off the bye week when these guys can go watch them live and in person. We know that there's you're limited sometimes in season with what you can do from an evaluation standpoint, except for on the bye week weekend. And that's when guys can get out. And you're not hamstrung to necessarily a radius of where you can go. You can really get out and go see every prospect that you want to see. So you can see high school prospects on Friday, Thursday night, Friday night, and then you can go see junior college prospects on Saturday. And my expectation is is that we'll see a few more junior college offers go out with one of those potentially being a wide receiver. And, and, and that bye week, uh, I think Auburn will be out every day. I think they'll be at practices. They'll be uh, they'll be all over uh, because they haven't went out in, in, in massive force yet. You know, we've seen a couple of coaches go out here and there. We've seen Hugh Freeze go out to see uh, uh, Cam Coleman. Yeah, who it was. Uh, but we haven't seen like okay, you know, the I think there's a max of six or seven that can go on the road at one time. We haven't seen that. Uh, at least that I'm aware of. Uh, so it's been like two or three here, two or three there. The most important thing for these guys right now is winning and, and being prepared in the season. So that bye week, I would expect Auburn to be very heavily on the road. We'll uh, we'll try to be, track those guys as best we can. Sometimes they don't like uh, for that stuff to get out. But we'll do our damn best. Uh, I'll tell you what, we're, let's, let's hit some uh, while we wait on Cole. And he, maybe he he won't be able to join us, but we'll we'll give him some time. Well, let's hit some questions from the corner, Big Gone. Okay, we'll, we'll try to do our best without Cole. Yeah, there you go. That's all we can do. All we can do. Q1, where the train tracks sing is the name of this guy. Mm. Uh, will we be looking to the portal for another quarterback next cycle? This is a fair question, Jay Head, and it's something I actually I, I, I answered on the corner the other day. <clears throat> I said, absolutely. I, I feel like you're going to have to. I feel like maybe two, one or two guys are going to leave. I think that's quite possible, Jeffrey. And I'm not sure which one or two guys. I'm not Me neither. Gonna, yeah, I'm not going to point to that. But I think the rooms, if we don't get better quarterback play the rest of this year with the people that you presently have on the roster, I think there's going to be some transition in that room. I mean, I just don't see any other way around it right now. To this point, and that doesn't mean that guys can't play better, and it doesn't mean that we can't improve. And you and I's viewpoint on this could shift greatly. Between I was about to say, as of today, my answer is yes. Right. Ask but, me in two weeks. Yeah, ask me in two weeks, because what does Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford or Holden Gurner, whoever it is, do against Georgia? Yep. What do they do against LSU out of the bye week? How do they play against Ole Miss? If you see steady progression there and winning football that you can get out of that position, then you're probably not headed to the portal. 
if you don't see that and you're just kind of getting a mediocre product, I absolutely think Hugh Freeze is going to say, okay, we're going in there and we're going to find a guy. We're going to find a couple of guys because I can't take mm-hmm. this one more year. Right. And I don't have time to wait on the, on the young guys. No. Uh, Unknown1985 says, are there any Michigan State players that Auburn wants to enter, wants to enter the transfer portal? That I do not know. Uh, I know they have offered recently uh, a Michigan State commitment. I had him on the hot board. Sure did. Can't remember his name. I can look it up real quick. But uh, as far as Michigan State players, I don't. I, I know they they recruit South Florida pretty well. They do. They've recruited South Florida. They've recruited um, the Southeast Georgia. They've gotten into so states that are high, that highly populated with quality prospects. You know what I mean? It, those are typical states that you're going to recruit regardless of the school that you're at. Georgia, Florida, Louisiana. A lot of schools that want to come into Alabama now because of the quality of prospect we're turning out. Yeah. A- Andrew A.J. Dennis from Mount Pleasant, Michigan, is a Miss- Michigan State commitment, big offensive lineman who Auburn recently offered, I think, a week or two ago. So, I mean, th- there's some guys. Auburn's, Auburn's not above poaching. Don't put, don't, don't put it past them. And we've got a connection to Michigan. Our assistant defensive line coach is from Michigan. I think he actually Von coached. Trail. Yep, he actually coached at Eastern Michigan last year. He's highly connected in that Detroit area. So it doesn't surprise me that we're kind of expanding our board a little bit. AU Tiger 69. Is Jeremiah Beeman, the four-star defensive lineman, coming into town, giving us a real chance to flip? I think so. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not predicting a flip right now, but absolutely a chance. I would tell you from my end, he's heavily considering Auburn. Does that mean that he's going to flip? No, it does not. Does it mean that he's interested in the pitch that we're providing to him and knowing more about what it is that would be available to him should he come to Auburn? Absolutely it does. I don't think it's a – regardless if he flips to Auburn or not, I don't think it's a done deal to Alabama. I guess that's what I would say more than anything. I think he's open to a couple of schools. He wouldn't be taking an official visit to Colorado if he weren't. He wasn't. When's he going there? Later in the season. Um, he, him and his coach went out there. His uh, coach L went out there for the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, went out there. I believe they're setting up an official visit. Charles Kelly is big in that recruitment, and I believe yeah. he's connected there. That was the opener. They or whoever they beat the uh, dog Nebraska. mess. Yeah. Nebraska. There you go. Yeah, beat Nebraska. But I think he's also interested in hearing from Florida as well. So we'll see, you know, how this situation shakes itself out. Uh, would I put him on flip watch? No, I wouldn't. Is he interested in several other schools beyond Alabama? Yes, he is. Boy, I tell you, uh, every every day it's just looking more and more like this isn't the Alabama we've we've known. It doesn't feel that way. Now let's see what it's like as it gets towards the end of the season. They look they played two quarters of Alabama football this past week against Ole Miss. The first two quarters they were awful. The last two quarters they looked like the Alabama that I'm accustomed to. To me, it's the recruiting part, though, Jeffrey. That's I'm, what I, yeah. I, I'm with you. Like, it, it, There's not that fear out there about Alabama. Like they're usually it's like, oh, Alabama's involved. We're, we're done. I mean, listen to us talking about Jeremiah Beeman. I mean, right. Usually I would be like, no, uh-uh, not happening. Leave it alone. Yeah. Right now we're entertaining it, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe, right. Yeah. If, if I'm putting together a mock class, I'm considering putting him on there. Yeah, 
Oh, Red Boy Triple. Oh, I'm sorry. Red Boy, is that two or three threes? That's three threes. No, that's two threes. My gosh, my glasses are not here. <laughs> Red Boy 3-3. Three, three. What's the feeling on uh, Naeem Offord, the uh, the five-star 2025 cornerback for our defensive back from Parker in Birmingham? He is Jeremiah Beeman's teammate. Coincidentally, things seem to never work in our favor with five-star in-state DBs. Can we finally get one? Uh, we'll have to wait, right? Yeah, that's a TBD to me. I don't think this is the kind of kid that's going to commit early. Now, his teammate might. But I don't get the feeling that he is going to commit early at all. I think this is one of those situations where the young man enjoys the recruiting process. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And unless he's incentivized to commit early, I don't see that one happening. Five-star in-state DBs. I mean, obviously, Tony Mitchell from two years ago didn't work out. Was Enrique Florence? Enrique Florence? Remember him from Valley? I sure do. Um... Was he a five-star? I don't think so. I I don't think so either. I think he was a high four. Yeah. I can't think of any other in-state DB five-stars that Auburn has had any look No. You know, Auburn, most of our success has come with guys that are blue-collar, you know what I mean? Yeah. That we liked their measurables and their, you know what I mean, the, the football IQ and everything else. Um, and we're just a little bit underrated that came in with that chip on their shoulder. I mean, you think about the ones that have been the most successful. Noah McNogany was a wide receiver. Oh, yeah. Had. Yeah. Um, uh, the three-star. He was a two-star when he showed up on Auburn's campus alongside Antonio Coleman. Uh, Roger McCreary. Roger McCreary. Carlton Davis was a four-star from – low-end four-star from South Florida. You know what I mean? Like. Miami Norland, I believe, is where. I think you're right. Yeah, the, all those guys are in the league still. Gerard Powers was a three-star in-state kid, played forever in the NFL. Mike uh, McNeil, that's a good one, Zach, and I forgot about him. Was he a five? I think he was at one, one point. One time, yeah. Four. I think Mike dropped to a four, and, you know, he was primed to have a really big senior season until that whole situation came Yeah. Out. Poor Mr. Carl, uh, Mr. Clifton. His grandfather was awesome. I got to know him real well throughout that recruitment. Good man. R.I.P. Mr. Clifton. Uh, Tiger, Tiger A.U. Tech. What are the potential 2025 running back targets other than Alvin Henderson? Let me pull them up because there are some other guys. Yep, there are some other guys. Uh, and I think it's worth tracking. I'm not saying that Alvin's leaning other places or anything like that. I, I think there's the potential you could take two in, in that class because I don't think I think we're going big dog hunting in this class. Like, we're not looking to take anybody other than one of Kevin Riley or the young man from up there in Atlanta, uh, currently committed to Clemson. I'm trying to think of his name. David Oziomume. There you go. And Lord knows, please, you pronounce it, not you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tw- uh, but I will say this, man. Don't don't forget about uh, Anthony Rogers, who's committed to Alabama. He's originally from uh, – Malik Blockson's neighborhood is at uh, not Park Crossing. It's uh, Pike Road. Yep, 
Anthony Rogers from Pike Road. I think he's now at IMG Academy. He's committed to Alabama. Don't sleep on him. Alvin Henderson, we mentioned. I'm going through some of these early offers. And, um, Usman Chroma. Chroma, yep. Is how you from, say his name. From Lee County. Yeah, from South Georgia. Uh, Alvin, I see. Uh, Tavion Swint, I've heard of. Yes. So, yeah, I'm like you. I'm not putting all my eggs in the Alvin Henderson basket. But I will say this. I will I, listen. This kid's going everywhere. Yeah, uh, he, yeah. He, he's he's doing his due diligence. No doubt about it. If we were to put a mock class together, he would be in my 2025. I mean, that, that's all I got right now. Exactly. It, and look, I think that would be fair uh, to to put it that way right now. But he's entertaining Florida State. He's entertaining Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's he's not committed at this point, and I don't think he's going to commit early. The, the intel I have is that he's going to wait until he gets probably into the spring of his junior year before he makes a decision. He had mentioned the uh, at, the, at the last game he was at, I think it was the Sanford game, that he might do it on September the 12th, his birthday. But you could tell he didn't really mean it, you know, or else we would have blown it up. Like, oh, you know, no, he didn't really mean it. You could tell, and he didn't. Uh, the Pearly Gates, good guy here. Uh, was C.J. May committing to – this is a great question. I'm glad you asked this, Pearly Gates. Was C.J. May committing to Notre Dame this past week in a shock to our staff? Jay, uh, I know Cole and I discussed this at the Sanford game. He he, he was there along with J.J. Falk. Were they shocked? No. Um, and here's why. I know this – some people say, oh, y'all always – this is the truth, dude. We I knew this. Cole knew this. We Jay had knew this. Auburn was not – pushing hard for this guy. As a matter of fact, they were like, hey, ease up. Yeah. Like, look, listen, they've already got J.J. Falk committed, right? Yes. You've got Zayden Walker across the state line. There's a lot of guys they've got on the board right now. <clears throat> and all those they – they did offer C.J. May. I don't think it was a committable offer. And good for him for going – he's a great kid. Good for him getting that spot at Notre Dame. And Notre Dame is a – first of all, good football school, great academic school. Do not blame that kid at all for jumping on that. Not and if, if one of the in-state schools circles back on him and says, hey, we really want you, then he can consider it at that point. But, I, you know, I'm with you. The, what I had heard is that they just – like you said, you got Zion Grady. You've got um, multiple others at that Jack outside linebacker position. That is they're Zayden Walker there? Yeah, Zayden Walker's there. That's what he plays in high school. Zion Grady, Zayden Walker, you want to wait on those two before you – and listen, I'm telling you, Auburn could come back to C.J. May next December and get him. Exactly. And you got got J.J. Falk already. You probably weren't taking more than two high school jacks in that class, right? So it was not a a shock. It it worked out for everybody, at least for the time being. Brad from Birmingham, any position – who are the top three wants in the 2025 class? This is a great question as well. I, I would start at quarterback. Yes. Start yep. at quarterback. I think the top three for me, McIntyre, Montgomery, and the Hill kid. I think those are the those are the three that make sense to me. Um, definitely McIntyre and uh, who's who's the kid from Ohio? Montgomery. Those two for sure. I don't know where we are on heel. Me too. Would be better on that one than mine. That's why I wrote last week in the war room that the, I knew those two were at the top. Yes. I know the uh, George McIntyre and, and and Ryan Montgomery are absolutely at the top of Hugh Freeze's board. Um, other, other than that, it's guessing. <clears throat> I would guess Antoine Hill is probably in that tier two. 
Yeah. Along with several other guys. Yeah. But, uh, but okay, so we'll, we'll go quarterback, one of those two guys. Yep. Probably it's going to have to be an offensive lineman. I would think an offensive lineman, probably the young man from down there at Viger. Zach, give me the name. Committed to Georgia. Yep, currently committed to Georgia. And then let's go Zayden Walker as a pass rusher. I, I think, like it. I think that would probably be number three. I like it. I like it. Hey, oh, there he is. I made it. I made it. I want to thank everybody for watching. Thank everybody for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Micah Dubose. Micah Dubose. You can jump in on this question right here, man. Top three wants in the 2025 class. Jay Head and I said, first and foremost, we we would want a quarterback. George McIntyre, Ryan Montgomery, uh, a couple of the top targets there. We're going offensive line with Micah Dubose. Um, Jay Head said Zayden Walker or, or Zion Grady. I think both of those are legit. Yeah. There's, there's, um, there's Naeem Alford. Yep, Naeem Alford. Uh, he, he might be top three. Oh, yeah. Jordan Crawford. Yeah, Jordan Crawford. What about the a Pilates kid? Pilates. Jaden Perlotti. Is that his name? Yeah, the linebacker. Is that his real name? Pilates. <laughs> you know what? Hey, is it not going? No, no I, yeah. That's right. I'm watching some tape. I actually like the Wallace kid better than Pilates. Yeah. Um, I think he is. His name really Pilates? Yeah, I don't know, man. I wrote yeah. that kid off when his teammate committed the force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tevion Wallace, he's the younger brother of Trevin Wallace that's at Kentucky, and, and Trevin Wallace is doing well. Very well. Like, <laughs> yeah. He can be anything like his brother. God, he will have that one wrapped oh, up. Yeah. Yep. Um, he can be anything like his brother. And I, I've watched him. He's athletic. I mean, it, that that apple doesn't fall far from the tree as far as the athleticism. Can he be physical in the box like his brother? That's what you don't know just yet. But right. Um, it, right. the the actual, the, the overall athleticism, you love it. That's for sure. Would you put Ryan Williams in there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Derek Smith would be in there. He'd be a consideration for me. Caleb See, Cunningham. When we do the, uh, you know, the top ten most wanted, is you have to – tier it because I, I do tiers on that. I just think it's, you know, better that way. By yes, they want this guy, but can they get this guy? Right. Yep. I hear you. Good for you. You know, yes. so uh you know, I don't know where Ron Williams is on that right now. I don't know where he is on the can you get this guy because I think he's pretty locked into Alabama, but I mean they're gonna yeah. keep working on him, so you know. He might he be in the game this weekend. I, I completely agree. I, I think the odds of flipping him are very low. Yeah. I think it would take a saving retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, you never and, know. Yeah, and to put things in flux for that one. Not out of the question. Right. Uh, update on 2025 recruiting. We kind of hit this earlier, but George McIntyre and Ryan Montgomery seem to be the Tier 1. Uh, Cole, we were debating on Tier 2, maybe an Antoine Hill. Uh I don't know that they keep going after Deuce Knight. I don't know that they were extremely high on him. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Tier one, I'm, I'm guessing, is probably George McIntyre, Ryan Montgomery. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. y'all decided on. Yeah, that's what we have it. And yeah, then other I, than that, after that, it's probably yeah. Antoine. Some guys, guys like Antoine Hill. I'll tell you, who's the other kid that's committed to? Uh, he's an in-state kid. KJ Lacey is he even on there anywhere? Oh, yeah, KJ Lacey. Yeah, he, he's. Yeah, I'd say he is. Okay. 
he's probably tier two just because, you know, he's committed to Texas and Alabama continues to recruit him. So I'm not sure on him. Okay. Yeah, definitely worth mentioning, though. Antoine Hill, K.J. Lacey, uh, probably part of that tier two. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Zach in the back says, uh, and I, I see Zach, that's why I actually mentioned him because of the season that he's having. He's completed like 76% of his passes with 18 touchdowns and one interception. He's having a freaking fantastic season. And yeah. you know who's pass protecting for him, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Khalil House, baby. Oh. Ooh, by the way, talked to Khalil House very briefly the other day. He says he's working on getting a visit going for Auburn. So. There you go. That's, listen to me, and he's been impressive with a little bit I've seen of him on tape from his senior year. I've liked what I've seen to this point because he's really continued to develop. Yeah, so it begins. Garrett Mashburn wants to know who uh, each of your must-have guy in 2025. I like this, man. 2025, uh, a lot of talk, a lot of interest in the 2025 class. Uh, who is your must-have? Uh, we've mentioned uh, six or seven guys that we, we think would be in our top three. Yes. Who's your must-have? Let's go each one offense, one defense. Must have defense. I think it's uh, Jordan Crawford. Must have him. I was about to jump that one, so I'll go um, <laughs> um, because of the defense, the importance of the defensive line. I'm going to go Micah Debose on offense because we need premier offensive linemen in this class. Um, no, I'm going to back that out. Quarterback Ryan Montgomery. I think that's that's the one to me. It, what I've heard a lot of lately is George McIntyre leaning LSU very heavily. Or at least that's what's been indicated to me. Um, but Ryan Montgomery on the offensive side of the ball, Zayden Walker on the defensive side of the ball, just because of what that signals across the state to Georgia um, and, you know, keeping it in the family and getting that kid here. I, I think that's why he's one of my must-haves, like, you can't let him get away. Not you got a, both of his brothers on the team. You know Presumably. who um, George McIntyre, by the way, J-Head, reminds me of Max Johnson. Mm. That to him, that right-handed version for sure. You know, Max Johnson started his career at LSU. Mm-hmm. I, that's kind of who he reminds me of because he's tall, he's kind of lanky, but, dude, he can put it on the money. You know? he, and he can spin it, dude, for sure. Yeah. I, I, I'm with Zach in the back here. My offensive guy, Micah Dubose. Flip that Georgia commitment. I love Zion, Zion Grady or Zayden Walker was my two picks on defense because I figure somebody else is going to have name offered on there. Yep. But yeah, one, yeah. one of those two guys, and I, give me the big dog offensive tackle flip from Georgia. And I tell you what, the, uh, one other in that 25 class, and I want to mention him, he's a legacy over there at Buford, Georgia. Nice, big offensive tackle. His daddy was a stud. Oh, Brandon ja- Braden Jacobs. Oh, yeah. Look, don't sleep on that one. Either. Yeah, you're right. I forget about him. You're right. You're right. Uh, let's go. W. Grant, uh, proof of concept, J-Head, has been used a lot on here. <laughs> How is this helping or affecting recruiting right now? This is a great question. This is very uh, subjective, obviously, very subjective. And listen, my thoughts of this. Mm-hmm. Proof of concept didn't affect Nick Saban. It didn't yep. affect Kirby Smart. It didn't affect Mike Norville. It didn't affect Urban Meyer at Florida. Both of those, all four of those guys had 
six losses at least in their first seasons, lost to Vanderbilt, La Monroe, lost to Georgia Tech, and they still signed the number one class in the country, the number three class in the country, the number four class in the country, and I think the number eight class in the country. Mm -hmm. To me, proof of concept, now whether it does or not, I don't know, but it damn sure shouldn't be an excuse because I'm, I'm just looking at the I'm looking at teams closest to Auburn who have went through similar transitions. Sure. Uh, I, I don't know. I, that, I don't know that any of those four offense looked as bad as Auburn's has in, in the two in the two Power Five games. They, I let me give you a, a comp for I think what you're getting at, which is. Miami last year, Mario went five and seven. They finished with the number eight class in the country. I think Miami and Auburn are very comparable schools as far as what they can accomplish. I like in, it in recruiting. I like it. Miami looked horrible on the field. They got throttled by several teams, including Florida State, their in-state rival, and still put the number eight product on the field. On, I mean, in the class, and you see how they're performing this year. The proof of concept that they got out of recruiting last year, so landing some of those kids that have helped them transition one more year, they're starting to put that proof of concept on the field this year. And I do think proof of concept in year two is more important than year one because year one, you're right, Jeff, you get kind of a pass a little bit. If you still look terrible in year two, you don't get that pass anymore. People start to truly negatively recruit you at that point. And that's when we talk about winning enough. And I, I do think, though, there is a threshold you can get underneath with ugly play. Like if you're sub five and seven, I do think it affects you. I honestly do. I, I don't remember anybody going four and eight and pulling a top ten class. I, I, I've never seen that. Now I don't know what they finished, but but Florida is another example. You know they were terrible last year, right? Six and seven was what they finished last year. So they, they got, got number three, number three, and they, and they got drilled in the opener. Yes. Looks terrible, and they've got the number three class in the country. Right. So that, I'm looking at that, and, and, and I'm going, if it does matter, it doesn't matter a lot. Not it, not as much in year one. I think it can help you more than it can hurt you. Okay. Let me put it like that. I think it it definitely helps raise your stock, but it might not hurt your stock as much in year one. Cole, how do you feel? I think proof of concept is, you know, if you're able to recruit without it, which in my opinion Hugh Freeze has, because mm-hmm. that was the thing that we kept saying, and, and everybody was like, you know, I mean, come on, man, you know, some people don't have to do that. Remember this on the board? Okay. Well, Hugh Freeze was able to do it. So now proof of concept is is more detrimental to you than it can be helpful. Because if you can prove to recruit without it, then you're you know you've already accomplished that. You don't have to worry about proof of concept to help you out. Mm-hmm. Now it's hey you know everything you promised us. This is what the offense is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. That's when it becomes iffy, and, and right now it is. But the good news is you've only played four games, so there's a lot a long way to go in proving what you can be. Because I mean, like you said, Florida looked you know, pretty bad of it against Utah, but they've looked really good since then mm-hmm. or good enough, you know, right? To, to good enough to show, look, I mean, you're on an upward 
trajectory right here. So if that's the case, I mean, Auburn's got time. But right now, offensive, I think if you're a defensive guy, you go, wow, I'd love to play that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now let me give you an example of proof of concept helping you. Go back to Gus's first season, 2013. That class was outside the top ten, probably number 15-ish. And then that that team came on, and that recruiting class really kind of galvanized. They got a couple flips down the stretch and Stephen Roberts, handful of other players. Um, Brent landed Andrew Williams on National Signing Day. So that was a team where proof of concept got them into the top ten, in my honest opinion. But we've talked about it before. While Gus was a good recruiter and put an emphasis on it, I don't know that he was necessarily the closer that Hugh Freeze is as it pertains to recruiting. I like it. L.R. Joiner wants to know, do you feel like big games like this one coming up are as impactful recruiting days as the average fan believes them to be? I do. Absolutely. I think they're huge. Do those 17, 16-year-old kids, some 15-year-old kids, don't ever forget about it. We talk to kids now. They're like, man, I came when I was in ninth grade. Never forget it. It's incredible. Cardinal Williams, he's not at Auburn if he doesn't officially visit for a football game and get that Auburn feel, right? That electricity that only exists in Jared and Hare in those big moments for big games. Yeah, I, th- I think you have to remember that fans and recruits have totally different perspectives on what's mm-hmm. going on. That's the biggest thing. And fans don't, you know, they can't wrap their mind around that. And I understand it. I get that. It's hard to understand when, when a team is seemingly not progressing and it seems like the, the program is, is, is sort of in a rut. Mm-hmm. Things like recruits would be like, yeah, I mean, no, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to play for you. But that's not the way it is. It's, it's, it's almost like an opportunity for recruits. Hey, I, I could be the, the uh, program saver. Yeah. I can be the guy that turns things around, right? And you mix that – because right now there, there's plenty of guys going, look, I, I could fit in right here and help you out. Mm-hmm. If you mix that with, hey, Hugh Freeze is calling me every day, the head coach, I think you got something. And that's why I think there's been success so far. But um, the game day operation of a game like Georgia, where you get to hang out with the coaches and see how they do things on a game like that, and then you walk out there and – Jordan Hare is what it is. Mm-hmm. The atmosphere is what it is. I think that's what plays the biggest factor. Yeah. Uh, it, and that's important. For fans that are listening to this show right now, the atmosphere is absolutely important. Um, you know, it, 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 it's a, if it's like the Arkansas game last year, but no, the atmosphere is absolutely important. So, you know, in a game like Georgia, if we stay in it, you know what I mean? If you keep it close in the first half and that environment is just going nuts, I think it can absolutely have a very positive effect on on recruits that are in attendance. For sure. All right, let's see. Oh, 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 J-Rock Eagle. This is a good one right here. Top three flip targets. We'll hit these real quick to uh, to watch come signing day. Top three flip targets, Auburn to flip. Auburn to flip, Khalil House. Yeah, it, I've got that one on there. I got Cohen Eccles. Ooh. I'm still rolling with Cohen Eccles on that one. I'm not there yet. Um, let's see. For me, well, it it was Nikar, but yeah, but he's he's no longer. Yep. 
I guess mm-hmm. that's, you have to have Cam Coleman in the conversation, right? Sure. Yeah. Who's the uh, linebacker commit that's with Mississippi State? Oh, Fred Fat Clark. Fred Clark. I'm gonna put Fred Clark. I like it. I need to check in on him. I'll try to do that this way. You could go Amir Jackson from Florida. Uh, sure. I mean, he's from Georgia. He's committed to Florida. I completely yeah. agree. Or Jamont yeah. Waller. Jamonte Waller for sure. Amir Jackson, I think, is going to be a tougher flip. I agree. But you got Roger Salapega there that you're really going after hard right now with him not being committed to anybody. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Some good ones, though. Contos32 wants to know, who do you all think is the best 2024 commitment at the moment, the best, most impactful 2024 commitment? Whew. Ooh, man. DeAndre Carter. DeAndre Carter, I might go. I was thinking one of the linebackers. I'm going to go Joe Phillips. I say DeAndre Carter because he's the only offensive lineman committed right now. Yeah, yeah. For that reason, I mean, you you can't you can't afford to lose him. You you really can't. And, and he's good, by the way. He's really good. Yeah, I think the top end of Phillips, if he hits his first round NFL draft type, like I. I that's very true. To, to me, he he's if he hits, like if they develop him the way he can, I think he's first round NFL type. Oh, uh, let's see here. Uh Auburn fan twenty twelve, Reese Baker update. Is he real? No, he's not. He is a uh, <laughs> figment of your imagination. <laughs> it was it was somebody we made up back in the summer to keep everybody interested. No, I'm just kidding. He's actually a pretty good kid, man. He's just taking a yeah. different approach to recruiting. He really is. It's just He's not out there. He's not out there posting his visits and posting his offers. He's not doing interviews. He's just a very different. Uh, he, he's a he's a regular kid. He's just handling this differently than than ninety percent of the uh, of the recruits that we see. I know it's frustrating for Auburn fans because it looks like you know you ought to be able to get this cat in the in the boat, and he's just not ready to do it. And good for him. You I, know what? Listen, don't don't. I, I know we sometimes laugh at it and make jokes, but. We're not doing it personally. He's a, he's a great kid. Um, yeah. And, and however he decides to do it is good for him. I've always said, man, we're lucky that these recruits don't look at us inter- uh, reporters and go, it's none of your business. Right. And isn't it kind of refreshing for you guys, though, to watch a kid that's actually going to take his visits before he commits? Mm-hmm. And when he sure. does commit, he's done, right? Like he's not looking at anybody else. That's how recruiting to me used to be to a degree, and it's flipped on its head a complete 180 where kids commit and then, hell, let me visit five other schools because I did did it too quick. Right. I I completely agree, and I'm a big fan of it. Uh, So there's going to be a big weekend. We'll see if he shows up. We'll see if he comes down for a a visit. Uh, We'll be keeping an eye on that. We're tracking it all at Auburn Live on 3. A lot of official visitors, a lot of unofficial visitors. Check us out Friday for a more complete list of all the expected guys. We mentioned the basketball guys. As far as how about you's man, um, how about you's, I got several. I got to real. I got to read them all. Do y'all have any how about you's this week? Yeah, I got one. All right, I'm gonna give Pena eighty-seven one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was your dude, wasn't it? Yeah, man, he had a multitude of threads this morning with my name involved. But I'm, I'm, I'm back. I'm tossing it back at you, big dog. So how about you, uh, Cole? Man, listen, I've got too many to name. I I really can't even I can't even dial it down because so many people this week 
reached out to me and in comments, in personal messages, like, dude, the breakdown you're doing is fantastic. And, and that means a lot to me because I put it on the board because I feel like somebody out there is going to enjoy that. Mm-hmm. But really and truly it's for me because when I get on these shows, I want to I want to know what I'm talking about. I want to know how to break it down. I want to know how to tell you exactly what's happening the best that I can. So I do it for me, but, man, the amount of people that, that have said, dude, this is amazing. I, I'm going to give you two. One is Matt Rudolph. Yeah. Matt Rudolph is our photographer, by the way, the Auburn Live photographer. Yeah, man. Oh, Matt. I'm going to go with Matt. I don't, I'm not sure. If, I think he has a, a username on our board. I don't know what it is, but let's Close go with enough. Matt Rudolph. I'm going to go with AU Deb. AU Deb. Because there was a post on the board about, uh, you know, are there any women on the corner? And she rogered up, dude. Yep. You did. Yeah. AU Deb's been around for a while on the on the corner, and, and man, she's, you know, she's into it. And, and I appreciate that. I respect it. So AU Deb and then Contos. Contos is number All right. Oh, Contos. All right, let me reel off some uh, – Cole, I've been meaning to give this dude a how about you for a long time. Connor Knight. You remember oh, yeah, Connor? Connor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We met Connor at, after the Sanford game, came up. We talked to him. Awesome cat. He is. Uh, he was writing a game story for his journalism class. He is at Auburn yeah. University. Big fan of the show. His dad's a big fan of the show. Uh, how about you to Connor Knight? Hope that. hope you got a passing grade on that test. Uh, all right, let me read some of these off, man. These, these is a great week for uh, for the corner. Uh, how about you to Kaz for a U? How about you to Barnes so hard who said he wanted to get a a shirt printed up that said, hey, "What's the latest on uh, Demarcus Riddick and Perry Thompson?" <laughs> for uh, Kevin, yes, Kevin from Wilmer. That was awesome. Barnes so hard. How about you, big dog? How about you to Jville AU Tiger? How about you to J Lee's Freshly Washed Bird Dogs? I like that one. That's a good name, dude. Uh, let's see here. How about you to 83 underscore Tiger? How about you to Big Tex AU? How about you to Henry 1955? How about you to Rob's Chubb? Mm-hmm. How about you to Phone? Yeah. That's his name. His name's Phone. Phone. How about you to Yabo? How about you to Dr. Doom? How about you, the big dog Coochie? Oh, God. How about you, the Coochie? Can you talk that one, please? Oh, 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 Coochie Rabbit. He knows some football, by the way. He He knows some football. Oh, Coochie said he would shank somebody for Jay Lee. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How about you, the Hamilton WDE? How about you, the Mark Steffenhagen, who must have a dip of Copenhagen? I don't know that for a fact. How about you, the Don Draper? And how about you... Finally, to Mr. Whiskey Tango 5. Oh, what a name, brother. What a name. Whiskey Tango 5 wanted a how about you so badly. He started his own thread and was wanting to know what the hell he's got to do to get one. Sure did. There were some nice colorful responses in there. Dude, that's where I got my how about you list, that one thread. (laughs) (laughs) All of those cats, man, they're fantastic. If y'all haven't joined, man, go check out Auburn Live on 3 right now. 50% off an annual or we've got the $1 for one one month. Uh, for new subscribers. Again, appreciate Bird Dogs for sponsoring us. Y'all go to get you a, uh, a, bur- a Hydro Flask type, uh, whatever it is, mug, birddogs.com slash Auburn, all caps, one word. Of course, one word. Auburn's one word, you know that? Um, all right. Well, hey, stick to us, man. We're going to be all over it. We're going to have uh, 
Modcast Friday. We'll be back Sunday night for the call-in show. Hopefully for Auburn fans, talking about a big upset win over Georgia. Regardless, we'll be talking a lot of recruiting all throughout the weekend. Stay tuned to Auburn Live on 3. Appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate everybody watching. We truly do. For Jay Head, for Cole, for Zach in the back, I'm Jeffrey Lee. Man, y'all stay out of that left lane. See ya. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older in present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gamblernet in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.